Welcome back to Pure Skin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. How are you guys? It is June and it is cold here in Orange County. Listen, there's something called June gloom and it can very much be a real thing every year, but not like this. I mean, this is crazy. This is like our winter. (laughs) I feel like we were, it was hot like in May for a week or something. (laughs) And it's just been cold, cold, cold. I mean, I am wearing a sweatshirt today. It's just that in the middle of June, we just don't do that here in Orange County. It's crazy, but I was able to extend the time that I will do peels because it's just been so cold. People aren't doing their normal barbecues and stuff like that. So that's been kind of nice. What else is going on? I don't know what else is going on. I redid my brows. I got them. I was doing the micro... It's not, I guess it's not actually microblading. I don't know if it's powder brows. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure. But so far, I am very, very happy with them. And I'm excited because my clients will also be excited because they've been looking for somebody new. And now we've got somebody and she's literally like three minutes from my work. So it's going to be local for my clients too. So I'm excited about that. What else? We're going to talk about industry terms today because there's so many words and things out there that really mean nothing and some do mean something. So I'm going to kind of take you through everything. I'm I'm sure I've left some out. So if you have questions about any of them, please let me know and maybe I can do another episode or maybe I just do a post about them. But let me know because I try, but I'm just going to miss things sometimes. I'm not sure if anything else is going on. Oh, I'm going to be changing my menu up a little bit, my service menu. So I'm kind of excited about that. I like to just revamp things and I don't know, change it and see what happens with those changes. So that's what I'll be doing. And I always think I have millions of things to tell you guys and then I don't really have anything to tell you. So (laughs) I guess we should just get into the episode. So let's do it. Okay, so let's talk about industry terms today and beauty terms and skincare terms, things that you just hear all the time. I think that people throw out these words and I don't know that everybody really understands what they mean or really if they mean anything. Medical esthetician is one. People always be like, I'm a medical esthetician. And so I guess that means that they know more, but that's not necessarily true. And then you have medical grade skincare. What does that mean versus going to Target and getting those products or getting products from an esthetician? We're going to talk about all of that because I do think it's really important. And I think some of it is misleading. And clients might be thinking that they're getting something more than they are, or they might be thinking they're getting less than what they are. So we're going to talk about it and and see what happens, okay? Hopefully you will learn something, like I said before a few minutes ago, that if you have any questions or ones I didn't cover, please let me know and I will be happy to cover them for you. Okay, so these are in no special order. It's just ones that I see that I think come up a lot that people don't necessarily know what they are. I'm not saying nobody knows what they are, but we're just going to, like I said, no particular order. Okay, so the first one is a comedone. What is a comedone? That is how it's spelled is C-O-M-E-D-O-N-E-S. A lot of people will talk about those. They're basically clogged pores, non-inflammatory acne, but they can further lead to the formation of inflammatory acne. Like a, a blackhead would be a comedone. 
I generally don't use that word. I, I get more specific just because I think people understand a blackhead or just even saying a clogged pore. I think people understand that more. So that's what I do. The next one, emollient. That means these are moisturating. Oh my gosh, moisturating. Is that a word, you guys? Because I don't think it is. Moisturizing ingredients that can penetrate into the spaces between skin cells. And that's going to leave the skin feeling softer and smoother. So emollients are really good for the skin. Free radicals, not so good for the skin. These are molecules that have gained or lost an extra electron, which means that they need to then steal electrons from surrounding sources. Free radicals are sometimes created in the body in small amounts through totally normal and natural processes, but they can also be created by exposure to some kinds of radiation including UV rays. And in high enough doses, free radicals can damage the skin. Antioxidants are your friend. And those are thought to neutralize free radicals and prevent that damage. So you will hear about estheticians, we talk about antioxidants all the time. Vitamin C is a really good one. And that's why they're so important to the skin and to your skincare routine. Okay, the next one. Humectant, H-U-M-E-C-T-A-N-T. I'm only spelling some of them because I want to make sure you know what word I'm talking about. So that's humectant. A type of hydrating ingredient found in moisturizers that actually draw water into the skin, but doesn't necessarily keep it there. So common ingredients like glycerin and hyaluronic acid are humectants. Again, good for the skin. We want that but you got to make sure that you give the skin water so that it doesn't pull away from the skin. Lipids. These are organic compounds, meaning that they contain carbon, found all over your body. They occur both on top of your skin as sebum and within the stratum corneum as ceramides, cholesterol, and fatty acids. Okay, non-comedogenic. I hate that word. I'm saying C-O-M-E-D-O-G-E-N-I-C, non-comedogenic. It's supposed to mean does not block pores, but it really doesn't mean anything. If the product is comedogenic, then it could possibly clog pores, but it will usually take some time for that to happen. Anything that disrupts the sebum outflow on our skin can lead to the formation of comedones. Remember, those are clogged pores. And then you have the word acnegenic. This is similar to comedogenic, but will cause a problem much faster. Products that, are, that might be acnegenic, are those, they're going to irritate the follicle. So you'll see if you have a reaction to it much faster. Now, here's where it gets tricky. So you could have a product and it can say non-comedogenic, okay? And you're thinking, oh, this is perfect. This is not going to clog my pores. It's great. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true because, again, what may clog your pores may not clog somebody else's pores, okay? So there's that. But also, there's, it's not regulated. None of these words are really regulated. So people can just say that they are something and nothing's going to happen if they end up clogging your pores, okay? So that's why this terminology you really need to take with a grain and salt. And again, why it's so important just to talk to somebody who knows about ingredients and knows how to help your skin 
with the right products. And a lot of estheticians will say, I won't do a peel unless you are using my products. Same with microchanneling. People will say stuff like that. And the reason why is because we know the products we work with and we know how they work with your skin or really anybody's skin. And so when you're using outside products, meaning products that we're not as familiar with, doesn't mean we haven't researched them. It doesn't mean that we haven't used them. This is why it's important to work with hundreds of clients. And that's really where you get knowledge base because we know how our products are going to work. Somebody else's products, we may not have as much experience with. So to get the best results, you want to use the products that the esthetician is familiar with so that you can get the best results for microchanneling for your chemical peel, okay? The next one we're going to talk about is occlusive. This word comes up a lot more because of slugging. So it's another type of ingredient often found in moisturizers that doesn't add hydration, but rather seals the skin so that as little hydration as possible is lost through the stratum corneum. Vaseline is an example of an occlusive product, which is why I said we, we hear this word a little bit more now. Okay, let's see. The next word is sebum. And I probably would have been easier if I had talked about this before because I did mention sebum before. But sebum is basically the oil on top of your skin composed of lipids, particularly wax, esters, triglycerides, and squalene. Some people naturally produce more sebum than others, giving them oilier skin. Sebum can also contribute to the development of acne. I am convinced I have zero sebum in my skin. Stratum corneum, again, something I should have talked about before. This is the outermost layer of your skin. It's composed of skin cells held together by intercellular lipids with a layer of dead skin cells and oil on top. It keeps hydration in and potential irritants and allergens out. Okay, next one. Dermatologist tested. This is a big one. Okay, this means that it has been tested and or just reviewed by a dermatologist. It doesn't mean that it's better than another product because the dermatologist could be working for the company. So what that means is, okay, we'll just take my skincare line so I'm not bashing somebody else. Say I have a whole team and I have a dermatologist working for me, okay? And they say this product has been dermatologist tested. That's all that it means. It doesn't mean that the dermatologist likes it. It could mean that that dermatologist is working for me, so therefore they're just going to support my products and it's been tested. And so there's no lie there because it's just saying that it's been tested by a dermatologist. That's it. You really have to break down what they're saying and they're not saying much. So Rodan and Fields, I will talk about them because I don't enjoy them, is actually a really good example of what this could mean. That brand was created by two dermatologists, but I personally find the products bad for the skin. I've seen too many skin issues when I see people using this skincare line. And we can also talk about Proactive, same people. Those are dermatologists that created Proactive and I don't like it. So... That's where we're at with that. Dermatologist tested, I don't think it really carries a lot of weight. Sorry. Okay, so let's talk about growth factors. These are large proteins that are vital to healing and survival. And now they're being used in skincare to help repair and rejuvenate. As we age, our skin produces smaller quantities of our own growth factors. 
So using them topically is one way to promote softer, plumper skin. They're also proven to fight off damage from pollution and boost elastic fibers. So look out for them in serums and face creams. These are used with the microchannel when I do that. Okay, hypoallergenic. It's another one that basically means nothing. It's not regulated by the FDA, so that means there are no standards for what this means. Anybody can say it. And again, you could be allergic to something. Say we're both sensitive to certain allergies, whatever. Sometimes it can depend on how much is in that product to make it hypoallergenic for people. And then some people just can't use any of it. It just means nothing. Anybody can say it. Again, not regulated. Hopefully that makes sense. You guys, we have to talk about Cozy Earth. Everyone knows them for their absolutely incredible viscose from bamboo or linen sheets. But did you guys know they are so much more than bedding? Cozy Earth loungewear offers optimal comfort while maintaining a flattering, elegant fit. So not only do I feel good wearing their loungewear, but I look good too. Cozy Earth also offers premium bath products made from viscose from bamboo. They offer a plush collection as well as their new waffle collection. Seriously, so much good stuff. If you don't believe me, then just go to CozyEarth.com and look for yourself. And if you're feeling like going on a shopping spree, I mean, who isn't, while visiting the website, I've got great news. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. Up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code PureSkin. Once again, that code is PureSkin. P-U-R-E-S-K-I-N. Okay, something that says shrinks pores. This is not a thing. There is nothing that it can actually make pores open and close because that is not what pores do. I've always said pores are not windows or doors. They do not open and close. However, it is possible to minimize the appearance of pores, okay? Microchanneling. I'm going to bring that up a lot because microchanneling, microneedling, that's going to help with the pore size. Natural. This is another word that means nothing in the industry because it's not regulated. Anyone can say their products are natural. Now, there's going to be obvious ones that aren't. I mean, but there's always going to be companies that are going to say natural and they're going to sneak things in and whatever. It's not regulated. We can, we can do what we want. And the next one, clean beauty, same thing. So just like with every new trend, these are, this is another buzzword that are used to get your attention, okay? In this industry, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of regulation and clean beauty can just, any line can say that their line is clean beauty. And I see it all the time, all the time. People, especially like on Facebook in these groups and people will be like, I need, I'm looking for products that are natural and clean. And I'm just like, that means nothing because skincare line A could be like, I'm clean beauty and skincare line B could be like, I'm clean beauty too. But their regulations for their own line could be different. So skincare line A definition of clean beauty could be different than skincare line B. It's not regulated and people can just say it. 
And I quite honestly, I don't even know what clean beauty is. If we're going to break it down and say and make a whole general thing, what does clean beauty mean? I don't really know. Okay, let's talk about medical grade skincare, professional skincare, and over-the-counter skincare. So I'm going to try to talk slow because I, I, I think this is important. And I do think that there's so much confusion and estheticians probably don't help the confusion. I know I don't help it because uh, I'll just kind of explain it. So technically, everything is over the counter. Anything that is not a drug is actually an over the counter product as far as the skincare industry goes. Now, we do separate products you can find at Target versus products you can get from an esthetician. Okay. So then in Dermatologists and places like med spas like to call their products medical grade. But don't be fooled, okay? Medical grade does not mean they are better than what we call professional products, okay? So let me break it down for you. Medical grade skincare, what that actually means is the companies who call their lines medical grade, they have chosen to only sell to doctors, okay? That's the difference. And then you have professional skincare, which is what we call when you get the products from an esthetician. So the difference between medical-grade skincare and professional skincare is just what somebody has decided to call medical-grade. They've decided, we want to make it exclusive. We want to make it sound more important. We want to make it sound better. And we are only going to sell to doctors. Now, some estheticians might sell it, but that means they have a medical director. Okay, so if I got a medical director for my work, then I could carry a medical grade skincare. Okay, but I personally don't find it necessary. They are just more expensive and they're not always better. I'm not saying that no lines are better. I'm saying they're not, that doesn't make them better just because they're medical grade. And then you have professional skincare versus what we as estheticians call over-the-counter skincare. So professional skincare is what you purchase from an esthetician, okay? So my products, I will call them professional skincare. And then over-the-counter skincare is what you are getting at Target. This is how we have decided to separate it. Now, while I don't think there's a huge difference for the most part between medical grade and professional I do think there is a difference between professional and over-the-counter. And it really just depends on the line. But like CeraVe, I think is fine, okay? I think most of the stuff that you're going to get at a Target, a Sephora, wherever else you shop, could be potentially fine for your skin. Do I think that you are going to see big differences? Not necessarily. Because it really depends on how much of the active ingredients are in there And traditionally in what we call over-the-counter skincare, like at Target, those are for the masses, okay? They're mass-produced and they kind of need to work. Like you have an acne section, you have an anti-aging section, but it's not as specific because if you had products that were super, super active, like the ordinary, people get in trouble with the ordinary products, okay? Because they're, especially that red bottle, like it's an AHA, but I can't remember the name of it. 
But if you don't know how to properly use skincare ingredients or you don't know how to mix them properly or don't mix them properly, whatever, that's how you can screw up your skin. And that's much harder to screw up your skin with products that you get from Target. Not impossible. Listen, people can screw up their skin with so many things. But those are the three differences. Hopefully that makes sense. If you're unclear, let me know and I will break it down again. Or I'll just make a a post. I've done a post about medical grade. I think I did a video on that. But I can definitely do a post separating all three so that it's more clear. But hopefully that does make sense. Okay, let's move on to oil-free. Essentially, it's supposed to mean that it contains zero oil. The thing is, oil is not a bad thing. Oil breaks down oil. So if you have oily skin, having products with oil in them can be good. It would just depend on the oil that is used. I've noticed a lot of people, if they have oily skin, they'll think, oh, I need oil-free moisturizer. I need oil-free cleanser. I need oil-free this, oil-free that. It's just not true. It's just not. There's good oil and there's bad oil. Okay, next one, medical esthetician. This is a job title, not a license. Often estheticians will call themselves a medical esthetician when working in a medical setting. Anyone with an aesthetics license can potentially become a medical esthetician if the job allows them to be called by that job title, okay? But on their license, it says esthetician or There are some states that have master estheticians. That just means they had more schooling. It's more hours. And sometimes in some states, I know Utah is one, you can do more things, okay? California, where I'm at, does not have master esthetician. We simply have esthetician. Now, legally, you don't want to really mess with calling yourself a medical esthetician because it is not a license, okay? It's just a job title. So sometimes you could get in trouble just because you got to be careful with that, especially if throwing medical in there could possibly mean that you think you're a nurse or you think you can do more. In California, you absolutely cannot do more being a medical esthetician than I can, okay? So just remember, it's a title, not a license, which is very, very different. Okay, next thing, cosmeceutical. You guys, this literally means nothing. It's just another marketing term to make you think that a product or a product line is superior to regular cosmetics. This does not mean anything and it is not recognized anywhere. It's just, it's seriously just a word that was made up, okay? The last one we are going to talk about is a license versus a certificate. So I just talked about a medical esthetician, how it's a job title. Now, a license is what you go through through the government, whether it's your state government, whether it's the country government, whatever. So in California, because that's where I am, so I'm going to talk about it, an esthetician gets their license. That's how you were able to work in a salon setting. That's how you're able to do facials, et cetera, and waxing, et cetera, okay? A certificate is something that you earn when you take additional classes. But that certificate does not translate to a license. It just like, I have a certificate in microdermabrasion. That just means I got extra training. I have a certificate in microchanneling. That just means I got extra training. I have a certificate in microcurrent. That just means I got extra training. I just got a certificate for going to the SkinScript retreat in May. That is a certificate. 
Now, because I'm solo and solo esthetician and I'm not out looking for a job, those certificates basically don't mean anything, meaning that they don't allow me to get more money. They don't allow me more access or, you know, whatever. It just means that I'm trained in that specific thing, whatever it was. Okay. Sometimes you have to have a certificate to prove that you've had training to get licensed. Nope. Reverse that. So not to get licensed, to get insured. Okay. So to do certain things, insurance company will say, I need to know that you've had training in this because obviously that's going to limit their risk if we've actually been properly trained in something. Now, if I was somebody like when I was a first, when I first became an esthetician, I tried to get as many certificates as possible because I'm like, I want to show my future employer, look how what I've done, look everything that I've learned. And I had a resume. I had literally a folder that was a resume because it showed a copy of all of my certificates. And that is very beneficial when looking for a job. The other way it's beneficial is to your client who wants to make sure that you know what you're doing, those certificates can be good. Now, I don't have mine displayed because I'm at the point where my clients know I don't do things that I'm not trained in. That's just not how I run my business. But if anybody was like, hey, I want to see their certificate, I could dig it out. I have it somewhere. But there are some estheticians that will display all their certificates. It's just, I don't want to do that. I don't like the clutter. But I used to at the beginning and I realized not one client ever looked at my certificates. Not one client honestly cared. You get a certificate and that's great. But honestly, that doesn't mean you're good at it. It just means that you know how to do it. So I think that just showing that you're good is is really like showing before and after pictures. I think that's what matters the most. But the more you know, the more sought after of an esthetician you could be. But also, it's just good for your clients. The more you know about skin, whether you're... I don't even offer microcurrent, but I'm still trained in it because it's good to have that knowledge. Okay? All right, you guys, that is it. Those were a lot of terms. So maybe you guys will have to listen to this episode twice. (laughs) But hopefully that helps you guys kind of figure out what's going on. A lot of words are just made up. A lot of things people just say, but it really doesn't mean anything as far as the products that you're buying. All righty. I hope you guys have a great week. And... I guess we're going to talk soon. I was going to try to take off a little break this summer, but I don't know yet. I'll keep you posted on that, but I might take a couple weeks off or something from doing the podcast. But you guys know I tell you everything, so I'll let you know. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great start to your summer. And I hope for us where it's cold that it starts to warm up and summer actually shows up. (laughs) All right, guys, have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Pure Skin OC. I post lots of skincare tips and videos. You can find me at TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can always visit my website and my online store. If you're local and interested in receiving one of my treatments, all of my services are on there and you can even book from there too. You can also find my skincare coaching if you want to have a virtual consultation with me so that I can help you with your skin. And lastly, but so important, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Besides sharing it with your friends and family, this is the best way to help it grow. Thanks so much, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.